Hello, everyone. Happy New Year and welcome to another episode of the Keeping It Sporty podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or by visiting our website at keepingitsporty.com. On today's episode, I am joined by a fellow sports fanatic and sport media undergraduate student, Joshua Alderman. Josh, how's it going? It's certainly going. It's the new year, time for new beginnings, I guess, especially in the football world, but a little more on that later. I'm Joshua Alderman. I'm a broadcaster, a TV host, producer, writer, aspiring playboy philanthropist. Yeah, honestly, I write for Over the Line Sports Canada. I do broadcasting for Bold Live and Cable 14 Hamilton. You may have heard me before. If not, I'd recommend you check me out. Yeah, really not much to me. Love sports, love talking about sports, and I love being on this podcast, keeping it sporty. Oh, well, that's my favorite part of what you just said. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no you've got a lot of past experience and um, and it definitely shows that I think uh, we'll, we'll get your um, NFL knowledge to be tested out today a little bit more. <laughs> yes, my expert opinions. Yes, your expert opinions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amateur expert. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, so you gave your, your little introduction there, which was great. So I think we'll just dive right into it. Um, well, actually, there's one more thing that you could answer for, for the listeners is that why did you want to get into sports media in the first place? I wanted to get into this whole sports media broadcasting business because I never wanted to be shackled to a traditional nine to five office job. I didn't want to have that punch in, punch out. You're stuck in the same office, no progress for like a decade. I never really wanted that. I've seen like my parents go through that. I saw my dad chose different career paths and he really loved it. And that kind of inspired me to decide, okay, I don't want something traditional. I want to go out of the way. What do I really love? I love sports. I love talking about sports. Why don't I choose a profession where I get paid to do that? Yeah, I mean, it is a good profession. I mean, certainly a bit of a competitive, uh, could be sort of challenging one, but it's definitely um, an interesting profession. Oh, it's definitely competitive. Mm -hmm. But I guess that's where some of the fun comes in. You really got to work your way up to the top. And that, I love that challenge. That's yet another reason why I'm so passionate about this business. Yeah, and I mean, as long as the passion is there, you know, they, they always say that, is it really work if you're having fun while doing it, right? Exactly. So that's definitely um, important, I think. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> okay, so um, let's get right into the NFL now. A crazy week 18 over over the weekend. Um, of course, my Seattle Seahawks did not make it, unfortunately. Womp they, womp. yeah, yeah, they, they won their game, but they needed a little bit of help, unfortunately. And the Packers ended up winning against the Chicago Bears. So with the Packers winning, that really messed up Seattle's playoff chances because now they're not in. It messed up mm -hmm. the New Orleans Saints chances. Mind you, the Saints needed the Packers and Seahawks to lose. So that was kind of... That was never going to happen. They're both powerhouse teams and... Exactly. And then the Bears obviously just needed to win. 
and they <laughs> didn't win. So mm-hmm. the Packers really, uh, really worked themselves in there, I think, over over week 18. But there was a lot of crazy playoff uh, matchups. One thing I did want to start off with was with those New Orleans Saints. They were playing the Atlanta Falcons over the weekend yes. on Sunday. And, I mean, you probably know, but for the listeners, I'll give a little background. The Saints were up 41-17. You know, they were blowing them out of the water. And I think there was about a minute left in the game, a minute or so, and the Saints, at about the one-yard line, decided to go for a touchdown, and they ended up Mm -hmm. winning 48-17. Long story short, Atlanta Falcons coach, now former coach, Arthur Smith, was not happy and was seen giving the Saints coach Dennis Allen a piece of his mind after the game. Dennis Allen did say he did apologize, and he said that it was not a play that they intended to run down there to finish the game off. And he went on to say, that's not who we are, that's not how we operate, you know, stuff like that. Um, What are your thoughts on the whole situation, Josh? I mean, obviously the players were trying to just go for the touchdown. I know it was it was the one player, I forget who it was. It, he was he got his first touchdown on that play. Um, I believe it was Jamal Williams who made the run there. Jamal Williams. Yes, that was it. That was it. So, I mean, well, why don't you start off by giving us your thoughts on that whole sequence of events? Oh, it's it's a tedious controversial topic. I mean, there's back and forth, there's a lot of work that needs to be put in to break this down. But just to, like, cut right to it, time is running down. There's apparently, yeah, a minute ten left on the clock. You're trying to run down the time. And we've seen it time and time again. In the NFL, when you want to run down the clock, what do you do? You run the ball. That's what the Saints did. Now, it was from the one-yard line, and, I mean, what else are you going to do in that situation? Are you going to tell your guys, okay, we're at the one-yard line, oh, just spike the ball a couple times, or do you hand it off, let the guy get his first NFL touchdown? You're going to win the game regardless. It's a show of force if you give them a touchdown. If you give Jamal Williams a touchdown, amp up the score, pump up the fans. And I mean... I think that's where the controversy comes in. Because, yeah, you want to add the stats, add to the score. And, I mean, a one-yard run, what else are you supposed to do? At the same time, though, it's a bit disrespectful. Time's winding down. You know you're going to win the game. Like, up 41-17. to I don't think there's going to be a comeback. Yeah. So, a, a touch disrespectful... And I can see why Smith got angry at it. The Falcons head coach. I can see why he got angry. But I mean, it kind of balances out the controversy and the reasoning behind it. I think the Saints, they did what they had to do. It was a one-yard run. They were going to win anyways. Give the guy's first career touchdown. It really doesn't matter. Well... All right, so then the the Falcons, again, now former head coach, basically, he said after, well, the Saints can do whatever they want, you know? I I, I know they it's part of the game. Whatever he said, there was a quote about him saying that. Now, there was other people saying 
that the Saints could have taken a knee there. So, I mean, what mm-hmm. do you think about if they should have maybe done that instead of running it in? Or do you think that they still, they still should have just run it in and whatever? Honestly, I think they should have stuck with it. Because if you look at how the scoring went from halftime onwards, mm-hmm. it was all, like, entirely the Saints. Because, I mean, going into the half, it was tied 17-17. And then the Saints, like two touchdowns in the third, a field goal, a touchdown pass, and then Jamal Williams's run, all in the fourth quarter. So it's not like it was a close game. The Saints were running up the score regardless. If anything, I mean, Arthur Smith should have been mad at them running up the score before we even got to the Williams play. I think it's inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. The Saints were going to win. Let the guy have his first touchdown. I don't think it should be as big of a deal as Smith was making it out to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at it. I mean, at the same time, I guess the Saints didn't make it anyway. So (laughs) (laughs) I guess in, you're right, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. But, I mean, for me, I can sort of see both sides of the story. I can see why yeah, they that... would want to get him the touchdown. However, I also see why Atlanta would be upset. Because it's kind of like in the NBA, when a team is up 10, and there's like five seconds to go in the game, usually, more often than not, they're not going to go for that slam dunk with no defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or so, they're but, winning but by 25, both. and they still <laughs> go for the half-court three-pointer at the buzzer. Exactly. Exactly. It's just... It's a sign of respect for you, but but I also kind of see why they would want to get him his first touchdown. Yeah, they were running up the score regardless. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, even running up the score is a tad disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, both sides have valid points. I think that's the verdict on this one. Both sides yeah. make good points. Exactly, exactly. I, I think it's kind of a tough situation. The Saints sort of did what they wished even though the coach may have said something different, according to, again, post-game comments. But anyway, right? yeah. the controversy is done now. They both didn't make the playoffs regardless, so... Yeah. Is what it is, I guess, right? <laughs> maybe maybe there'll be some more bad blood for next season, and it'll be something to watch for. So, who knows? Exactly. Um. Okay, so now moving on to the teams that did make it in now, the wildcard teams. Wildcard... Um, the, the, the wildcard round is coming up next weekend of course and it's time to have some fun and make some predictions <laughs> oh here we go okay so let's start off with the cleveland browns and the houston texans so the browns 11 and 6 the texans are 10 and 7 the game is taking place in houston at the nrg stadium so josh what do you think about this game, who's going to win, in your opinion? All right. I'm going to analyze this. I'm going to break it down. Okay. Houston, the Texans, like, when they're good, they have been good. Like, they took the league by storm. They've won against contenders like Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Of course, the latter two never made the playoffs, but still. And, I mean, C.J. Stroud. He's the franchise quarterback that the Texans have needed for so long. Like, he's the secret to this 
young team's success, raking rookie records, like a future Hall of Famer. I'm making the prediction now. The way he's leading this team, the way he's been playing. Oof. But you look at Cleveland. So you have, you know, the super-powered offense led by C.J. Stroud of the Texans. But you look on the other side, Cleveland has arguably the best defense in the league. Like Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson, they've locked down basically the entire backfield. No one's getting past them. And then, I mean, right across from the quarterback, you've got Miles Garrett, the most dangerous man in the league, a sack machine. He is just out of this world this season. Like, pass rush is the name of his game. So it's a big battle of offense and defense. And as much as I want the Texans to continue their good run of form, I think the defense of the Browns is just too much to handle. What are your thoughts? Okay, Any so, predictions from you? So, sorry. Okay, so you're, take, you're taking Houston to win, then. No, I'm saying Cleveland's defense saying Cleveland's is going to be win. too much. Cleveland's oh, going to win. okay, okay, okay. Sorry. That's what I was saying. For as awesome as CJ said... Stroud is, okay. mm-hmm. the defense is going to win out. Okay, Cleveland's going to beat him. I... No, because you said the Texans <laughs> at first, and then I, you kind of changed it halfway through. Oh, no, I was just saying why both sides would win, and then oh, but the Browns' defense okay. is going to overwhelm Stroud. Okay. Okay, that was on me then. Good, good point. Um, okay. Um, uh, gosh, I mean, th- th- this is a tough one because they're two fairly evenly matched teams. I mean, looking at the records for the most part, mm-hmm. Houston does have a home field advantage in this case. Um, but that Browns defense. Oh, gosh. You know, I have to agree with you on this one. I think Cleveland is going to win. Mm-hmm. I have to agree because I, I just think that you're right. The defense is overpowering. Maybe the Texans will break through a little bit, but I, I, I'm going to say Cleveland as well. I think that's, that's a good pick that you made over there. Yeah. This one's going to be good here. Dolphins and Chiefs. They're both 11 and 6. The Well, the, the Dolphins and the Chiefs are. They're playing at Arrowhead in Kansas City. Mm. Are the Dolphins going to do it, or are the Chiefs going to protect home field advantage? I think for as explosive as the Dolphins' offense has been, the Chiefs are going to take it. I mean, you said it yourself. They're playing at home, Arrowhead, loudest stadium in the world. Guinness Book of World Records, go check it out. And setting my bias as a bandwagoning Chiefs fan aside... Oh. They've got I didn't know that the talent. Okay. They've got like the talent to carry them there. Their defense keeps them in the game. For as sloppy as their offense has been, <laughs> Kadarius Tony, it's their defense that has always brought them in. I mean, they're allowing an average of 17 points per game. That's the second best scoring defense in the league. Defense has kept them in the game, and I guarantee you some Mahomes magic is gonna get pulled off. Chiefs take this victory. You know, again, I have to agree. I mean, as much as I like the Dolphins, and I think that they could pull off the upset, it's going to be tough against the Chiefs. I just think, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's that guy, right? I think, I mean, for for lack of a better term, right? You know, because I think 
him and the offense, they're they're good. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. The, the Dolphins are a good team. The Chiefs are a good team. It's going to be a close game, I think. But I think the Chiefs are going to come out on top as well. Mm-hmm. And who this knows? One... If Taylor Swift shows up, Travis well... Kelsey might have himself a monster game. Yeah, I guess it's all depending on if Taylor Swift shows up, right? I mean, if she doesn't hey. show, then... <laughs> Yeah, that's what's been making or breaking Travis Kelsey's season. That, that's that's true enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bills and Steelers. I mean, Oof. this is a good matchup only because, I mean, I, I saw what personally what the Steelers did to the Seattle Seahawks, again, my team. Oh, yeah. Came into Seattle, beat them week 17, and really, why didn't they make the playoffs? It was because of that game. Right, they win that game. They're in the playoffs right now. So, the Steelers are ten and seven. The Buffalo Bills are eleven and six, and they're playing in Buffalo. It's gonna be tough for the Steelers, but what do you what do you think? It's an uphill battle. Yeah, it's an uphill battle for them. I mean, you look at their defense, the Steelers' defense. Their offense has been, eh mid average unremarkable it's there doesn't really do much but their defense has been what's kind of helped them along the way and now they've lost all of their good players to injuries like tj watt Juan alexander cole holcomb minka fitzpatrick all going down with injuries and i mean it was just confirmed a couple minutes ago by uh mike tomlin that tj watt will not be available for the bills game Oh, like there's your X factor done out of the way. Bills are taking it easily, beating the Steelers. I have to agree. I mean, uh, you talk about another tough stadium to play at. It's that oh, one. Yeah. You know, we know how those Bills fans are. You know, they're very Bills passionate. Mafia. Bills Mafia. They're very passionate fans. They're very loud. I think it's going to be very difficult for the Steelers to pull this one off. So I think that, and, and in fact, if. Uh, Despite like through all these wild card matchups, I think this is the one that's going to be the biggest. I don't want to say blow up, but the biggest point differential. I think. Yeah, I think it's the easiest to decide who's going to be the victor. Well, you know, watch us say this, and Pittsburgh is going to go in and win now. So, (laughs) (laughs) Bills will take it. Knock on wood. Yes, I think the Bills are going to win as well. This one is a great matchup as well. I mean, despite the record differences, the Packers and the Cowboys. So the Packers nine and eight. <laughs> the Cowboys twelve and five. Playing at AT&T Stadium in Dallas. It's often said that the Dallas Cowboys are like the Toronto Maple Leafs of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Just to put it into some context for you. Um are the Cowboys going to win or the, are the Packers going to surprise some people? You know what? I'm going to take the underdog on this one. Green Bay's taking the victory here. Oh. I mean, Dallas, they've been a little too shaky as of late. Like, aside from Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb, their offense has been inconsistent, kind of streaky. They're either really good or really bad. Their defense is nothing remarkable. Like, they've struggled heavily against the run game. And with Green Bay's rookie talent, all their agility and energy, they're going to exploit that and take the victory. That's just my prediction. I mean, 
as much as the Packers could very well pull off this upset, I'm just not sure that they're going to be good enough to beat the Cowboys mm. at home. All right. I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I still think the Cowboys are going to pull it off. I mean, I think it's going to be close. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I don't yeah, think they're going to have a full amount of the water, like I said, despite the record differences. But I think oh, that the sure. Cowboys, I, I'm going to take the Cowboys on this one. I think they're going to, they're going to win. So, All right. All right. A little bit of difference in opinion, you know, it's good so that we can watch this back, you know, next week <laughs> and so see who was right. interesting exactly um la rams detroit lions the la rams 10 and 7 the lions are 12 and 5 they are playing mm. at ford field in detroit and so who do you think is going to win this one i'm going to put my money on the motor city detroit's going to take it I mean, they haven't won a playoff game since 1991. They haven't seen playoff action in about seven years. But they've been rebuilding for so long now, and it's about darn time that they picked up. I mean, they've got so much young, hungry talent on that team. And under the leadership of Dan Campbell, they've turned the ship around. They're on a right course. They're going to be at least NFC champions one day, maybe not this year, but one day with a little more seasoning, a little more experience, they'll be able to take it. The Rams, they're a little older. They're a dynasty struggling to stay relevant. And even with some of those outstanding players, Cooper Cup, Stafford, Puka, you don't really get... <laughs> <laughs> that same energy that you do when you look at the Lions' offense, their defense, just everything about them screams future stars. Lions will take it. They're young, they're hungry, they're motivated. Okay. I'm going to get a little controversial. Okay? Here we go. Give me the LA Rams. I'm sorry, Detroit Lions fans. I'm sorry, Detroit Lions fans. This is probably... I'm going to say this right now. This is probably going to come around to bite me. Okay? Because the Detroit Lions could very well win this. But they haven't... I don't know. They haven't had a lot of playoff experience, as you just mentioned, mm -hmm. in a while. The LA Rams are coming off a big win over the 49ers in Week 18. Mm -hmm. I had to make sure. It was pretty close. It was pretty close. Maybe the 49ers weren't going all out because, you know, they already made it. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Rams are riding a lot of momentum. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I can I can see them beating the Lions. However, okay. I can also see the Lions easily beating the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams. Is... I'm yeah. going, you know, that Matthew Stafford offensive line there. Cooper Cup, you know, all those players you just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so tough. It's so because I'm even second guessing myself right now when I'm saying that, but I'm going to stick with my gut. I'm saying the Rams on this one. Honestly, like it's a pretty balanced matchup. It's going to be one of the more interesting ones mm -hmm. down the line. Next week, I mean. It will be. Yeah, exactly. It will be. So I we'll see where that one goes. Um, I know who's not going to be happy with my pick. 
and that's Nolan Bloor of the Sport Media Program. <laughs> Detroit Lions fans, so he's gonna when he hear if there's if more he than a few this. Lions fans in the program. Yeah, yeah. So th- there'll be a few that are gonna say Elias, you're out of your mind, and I'm gonna say I know. Um, Honestly, no, you made a good pick. It's a balanced matchup. Could go either way. It could. It could. But I don't know. I don't know. You never know. Who knows, right? Maybe I'll end up being right, and I'll say that's going to be surprising, but you never know. (laughs) Um, Finally, the Philadelphia Eagles, 11-6, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 9-8. They're playing at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. Because, you know, Tampa Bay was sort of in the, um, well, I, I should call it the easier division in a way, right? Yeah. So, and so they get home field advantage. Um, mm-hmm. But what do you think? I mean, Bucks and Eagles. All right. This is going to be kind of controversial here. Okay. I'm taking Tampa Bay in this one. I mean, they found their winning ways as of late. I mean, weeks leading up to week 17 in those weeks four game win streak they averaged something like close to 30 points a game and i mean baker mayfield has finally turned things around after all the promise at the start of his career i mean he just kind of faded away in cleveland did nothing in with carolina and now he's like finally found a perfect spot for him he's finally turned things around you love to see it i mean during that four-game winning streak that they had that really boosted their playoff chances, like he had close to 10 touchdown passes, only a few interceptions. Like that team found their swagger, found their confidence again, and made the playoff push. And I think they're still carrying that momentum forwards. The Eagles' defense has been spotty, rough. I mean pick whatever word you want to use there, they have not been good on defense. And with the Bucks carrying the momentum of a Baker Mayfield with something to prove led offense, they're going to take it at home. Big victory, big upset. Tampa Bay wins against the Eagles. This one's another tough one, but... Um... I have to trust in the Eagles. I mean, they, they've been playing relatively good football all season. Mm-hmm. Um, I Oh, gosh. Because the, the, the Buccaneers, I mean, we sit back and we think, you know, they're a decent team, pretty good, 9-8. and eight. But I, I just, I think the Eagles are going to go in, in there and are going to beat them. That being said, the Buccaneers could easily pull this off as well. Because this one for me is like, it's 50 50. It could go either way, right? Like, like for me, mm-hmm. I literally could flip a coin right now and say the Bucs are going to win, the Eagles are going to win, despite the Eagles having a good record, right? a better record than Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, I have to see the Eagles on this one. I think they're going to go into Tampa and, and they're going to beat them. However, All right. I get what you're saying about the Buccaneers and they could win as well. Yeah. It's another coin toss matchup. It could go either way. And that's what makes the wild card round so interesting. Mm-hmm. It really does. Okay, so Josh, 
It's time for some trivia. Are you ready? Oh, I'm always ready. Let's go. It's a lightning trivia game like no other. We've got some true or false questions courtesy of HowStuffWorks.com. Shout out to them. All right. All right. And we're going to do it starting now. You ready? Always. Okay. Here we go. Peyton Manning played for the Colts. True or false? True. Correct. He was drafted by the Colts, spent most of his career there. One for one. There you go. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have won five Super Bowls together. Mm. I'm going to say false. Mm, it's true. Oh, they oh, have competed. I, in I misremembered. Mm. But and they, they won, won five. Yeah, they won five. Could have sworn he had six with Belichick. Yeah, he, <laughs> they won five together. Just five, but well, I can't say just five, but <laughs> not six, just five. Anyways. Yeah. Um. Okay, sticking with Tom Brady, he was a first round draft pick. True or false? False. Yeah. Do you, okay. Do you know? Okay. For a bonus point. So I'll, I'll give you the point back from the last one. Do you Ooh. know what round he was drafted in? Mm. <laughs> That's a tough one. I'm going to say. I know he was the final pick. Was it the sixth round? Oh, my goodness. You got it right. I'm like trying to panic in my head. Like, okay, uh, how many rounds of the draft? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's not a seventh round. Six? Did they wow. have six back in then? Oh, that's six. That's great. I wouldn't have gotten that one. So good for you. I was this close to guessing seven. Ah. <laughs> you want to talk about coin tosses? Yeah. <laughs> um, from 1990 until 1993. The Bills lost four straight Super Bowls. Obviously, before your time, before my time. Well, why don't you take a guess on this one? True or false? Four straight. Mm. In 90, 91, 92, and 93. I want to say that's false. Mm, it's true, actually. It's true. Hmm. The closest the Bills came to winning was in their first Super Bowl. However, a missed field goal kind of ruined that opportunity for them back then. Yeah, a little bit of history. I, I that was a tough one. A tough one, yeah. Because I knew they lost a couple back to back, but I wasn't sure three, four. Yeah, it was a good question. Good question. Um, the Steelers have the most Super Bowl wins of any team. True or false? The Steelers, of all people. That's got to be false. It's true. Believe it I'm or seeing not. a pattern in these questions. <laughs> they seem like they're false, but they're actually true. I know. So the yeah. Steelers have won six Super Bowls. However, several teams are not far behind them with five. So Okay. Yeah, because I knew the Steelers used to be good. But <laughs> didn't know they held the most. I mean, hey, you learn something new every day. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, we've got a few more here. Um, Vince Lombardi won the first Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers. True or false? True. Yeah, that's true. The first Super Bowl there was played go. in 1967. The Packers also won their second Super Bowl 
the year after in 1968. Okay, this one's a very easy one for you, okay? The Vikings play in Minnesota. True or false? Oh, I think that's going to have to be false. They play in Mexico City. <laughs> Mexico City Vikings, I mean, world-renowned, known across the league. I think it's true. 100% it's true, yes. Um, okay, now sticking with those Vikings now. The Vikings have four Super Bowl victories. True or false? The Vikings have four. The Mexico City Vikings. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's that's false. And you'd be correct in saying that. Yes, the Vikings <sighs> have played in four Super Bowls, but they have lost all four. Oh wow. Talk about bad luck. Mm-hmm. Final question. The Kansas City Chiefs play at Soldier Field. Pretty easy question, I think. Yeah, that's that's false. Because uh, we just mentioned that they play. Yeah. <laughs> At which stadium for, for, for an extra point at which stadium? Uh that would have to be Wembley Stadium in London, England. Final guess, walk it in. <laughs> uh, well, hey, this is not who wants to be a millionaire here. So you, you know you're allowed to get stuff wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, actually, okay, who plays at Soldier Field? We'll we'll, we'll stick, we'll, we'll give you another extra point here. Why not? <laughs> Gotta be the Bears. Yeah. The Chicago Bears, yes. Yeah. And the Chiefs, of course, at Arrowhead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Josh, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. It was a pleasure being here. Always fun talking with you. And of course, I'd like to make a quick apology to my father, who's a massive Bills fan. I'm so sorry for screwing up the Bills trivia question. I'm oh. a disappointment to my family. Thank you for having me on the podcast, <laughs> in all seriousness. Thank uh... you for having me here. It was always fun. It's amazing to talk with you, to talk about the NFL. Happy New Year to all the listeners. Take care. Make sure to subscribe. Check out the podcast wherever you can. It's worth a listen. You've been listening to the Keeping It Sporty podcast. Don't forget to listen to us on Spotify, Apple, or on our website at keepingitsporty.com. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at keepingitsporty. That's K-E-E-P-I-N with no G. It Sporty, S-P-O-R-T-Y. I've been your host, Elias Dracos, so long, and see you next time.